Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in life today. Yes, it is a Tuesday morning. I wanted to do this podcast episode yesterday at the nighttime, but worked all day, came home, and was pretty much just out of it. It's like one of those moments where as soon as you get home, you just shower, eat, and then go straight to bed. But nevertheless, we are here on Tuesday morning. Last Thursday, if you missed it by any reason, which it's not really my fault because it just came up literally at last minute, I was on air for the first time at my local radio station. I was on air Thursday, so that's the main reason why I did not do a podcast episode on Thursday. And now that everything has been building up in terms of my voiceover business and the things that I want to do, not to mention I'm really trying to avoid the burnout session and by burnout session I mean I'm trying to avoid me getting myself mentally burned out from all of the superhero content that's just out there. I originally wanted to see if I could watch and review Jupiter's Legacy that's on Netflix currently but because of all the constant comic book and superhero content that's just out there it's one of those moments where I'm like you know what I can feel the burnout coming And I need a break. I I just need a very, very small break. Then I'll get back to doing what I love and just reviewing all the comic book content that's out there. Considering the fact that I was mentally burned out, what was it, last year or the year before, I don't want that to happen again. So that's why I'm taking a small break of reviewing more superhero content in terms of shows or, you know, things like that. But I know there are new shows, even though it's a little bit of an oxymoron that I'm just saying. I know there's a new show coming out, you know, Loki, and other movies coming out in July. I definitely will be ready, willing, and able to watch them and review them to the best of my ability. It's just for now, maybe this week, maybe this week, I just need a very, very small break. Just a small one, just to get myself mentally prepared. But enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get to the real reason why we're here. Did you see the Venom trailer last night? Oh. Oh. I I believe it was around the the afternoon. It was early afternoon. But, oh my goodness. Oh, Carnage looks really good. Oh, Carnage. I hope they shade him a little bit in terms of darker red. But I can understand why in terms of color contrasting that it's going to bounce off the foreground with the background colors. So I can understand why they went with that particular shade of red. But god damn, he looks fucking awesome. Oh, I'm going to talk all about that and more. All that plus our super villain quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And the main shout out I want to give to this weekend. Um, We have so much stuff to look forward to this weekend. First of all, if you're an MMA fan like me, then you should know. UFC 262, Michael Chandler against Charles Dubronx Oliveira. 
for the vacant lightweight championship on ESPN Plus, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You know goddamn well this is going to be a hell of a fight. Plus four other fights in the main card with my man, the co-main event, Tony El Cucuy Ferguson, firsting off against Benil Dariush. And this is going to be a hell of a fight, guys. I'm sure if you're not an MMA fan, you can just tune this out and just fast forward to the actual episode, the meat of the episode. But... I just want to give a big shout out to UFC 262. I'm going to have a massive party at the house. My friends are invited. My family is invited. We are going to have a spectacular time. I don't drink. I don't drink. But that doesn't mean that I can't have fun. So with that being said, I can't wait to see this main event transpire. Oh man. In terms of who I'm rooting for, Tony Ferguson number one for my co-main event. And me and my buddy, we got a small bet going on. He's going for Michael Chandler, the former Bellator lightweight champion. So I got to go with my jiu-jitsu guy, Charles Oliveira, Charlie Olives. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Once again, that's ESPN, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The main card starts at that time. Have a good time. Just, it's $70, I get it, but... Just have a great time. Just do it. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our Venom Let the Be Carnage trailer. That comes up right in a bit. I really love that they're utilizing the full aspect of the comedy and the buddy system between Eddie Brock and Venom. Like, can you just imagine just living in your household and you have a symbiote and he or she, you know, because it could be she, Venom, you never know, and they are just constantly hungry. So you need a good majority of food, some food stamps to constantly buy some food. (laughs) I just think it's hilarious that it's that aspect that I really, really enjoy. And it seems like they are playing each other off very, very well. Even though you can just tell from Tom Hardy's face, from Eddie Brock's face, that he's kind of either depressed or he's just tired or he's like, Oh my god, you know, living with a parasite or a symbiote is just not an easy thing, man. I don't recommend it to anybody. And then, of course, you got Venom with his tendrils and his tentacles just making shit, and he's singing along. Oh my god, it's just fucking hilarious. It's like the thing about Venom as a character. From the comics all the way till now, with the exception of Spider-Man 3 from 2007, he's kind of a goofball slash dumbass and that's what you in a way really like about him he's not like your typical anti-hero he's not like your typical serious type of a figure he's he's more of a softy I mean don't get me wrong he'll still eat your brains out but in his core personality he's kind of a big teddy bear with a long ton and sharp teeth 
So, I mean, you can take what you can get, but I think that's why I like him. And that's why I like about symbiotes in general where they each have their own personality, depending on who they bond with. But anyway, we got the first shot. Venom is making fucking breakfast and shit, and it's like, oh, you would not even eat it. And then he squeezes the ketchup. He's like, ketchup? Chum. Yummy. No, no, no. I got to do the actual voice. Yummy. <laughs> fucking like doing that voice sometimes. I can't help but feel that that ketchup splatter is kind of a, um, whatchamacallit, a foreshadowing of how blood is just going to rain in this movie. Because let's face it, let's let's look at Woody Harrison for a second. I mean, Jesus. First of all, I'm glad that they got rid of that curly hair shit from, from the actual shot from the first movie. You know, the end credit scene shot where he has this car- curly hair thing and I'm like, alright, well, sure, let's let's go on with it. And then you think more and more about it. Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. I mean, Cletus Cassidy, this dude is a straight-up vicious murderer. Like, this guy deserves to die for all the stuff that he does. You know, and by the way, full disclaimer, in case anybody wants to flag me, I'm talking about a character. I'm not talking about a real person. So, you know, full disclaimer. I, I know how some people are. I, I just know. I just know. It's, it is what it is. But anyway... Like, Cletus Cassidy, Jesus Christ, if you've read the comics, if you've read the Maximum Carnage comics and the shit that he does, oh my god, you can't even fathom and imagine. This guy would have a playdate with, let's say, Pennywise the Clown, or Jeepers Creepers, or any of the other horror icons from the 70s all the way till now. He's just brutal in terms of what he does. But, he eventually gets Carnage. He eventually becomes Carnage. And there's a scene where I believe they're doing a lethal injection and his blood stops the lethal injection and then he transforms into the symbiote of Carnage. Now, it got me thinking and it got me wondering, will Carnage actually manifest himself from Cletus' blood or will this be where it's a piece of venom that somehow got into Cletus in some way, shape, or form? If... You're thinking to yourself, wait, what the hell are you talking about? Well, let's be honest here, and this is true in all comics. I hope I'm not spoiling anything. If not, then whatever. Symbiotes reproduce asexually. So, Carnage, in essence, if, and like I said, this is from the comics, Carnage is the son of Venom. Venom produces, reproduces asexually, therefore spawning off Carnage. And then over time, every symbiote pretty much does the same thing. But then it got me to wonder, are they really going to go with that aspect? Are they going to follow the comics and do that? Or is this going to be a completely different symbiote, maybe mixed with Cletus's blood and some kind of experimentation going wrong? Who knows? Who the hell knows at this point? It also got me wondering, are there going to be other symbiotes in this movie as well? Because there were a couple of shots of a woman screaming in a cage. And I'm pretty sure a lot of that has to do with them being, you know, test subjects for symbiotes. Which, in a way, we've already seen from the first film, is just those test subjects failed. 
and there was a couple of blue symbiotes, and there was, I believe there was a yellow one, and if memory serves me correctly, there's a whole team of symbiotes where they each have different colors. So I'm wondering if for any reason this is going to foretell, maybe not in this movie, but a third one where Venom is going to have no choice but to face off against a legion of symbiotes within the gigantic movie. Oh, can you imagine the third movie becoming an actual Venomverse type of a film? Oh, that'd be fucking sweet. That would be sweet. But in any case, I do like how Carnage looks. I know there are some people that prefers the black teeth over the white teeth, but I guess, as I said earlier, for color correction, you can only do so much with that, and you might not be able to see him in his viciousness if he doesn't have white teeth. Regardless, regardless, I do like how Carnage looks. I just really wish they would shade him a little bit more of a darker red type of a color, like blood red. I'm talking crimson blood red, not bright red. I don't even know the names of different colors, and, and probably an artist will correct me in terms of saying certain things. Overall, the trailer looks fantastic. The director, Andy Serkis, he actually came out and said, this movie is in its own world and it has no relation or ties in with the MCU. I beg to differ a little bit. I beg to differ. And here's why. First of all, okay, let me take his words at face value. Let me just take it at face value real quick. You know, real quick. Because let's face it, whenever actors or director says something, it usually means that they're either telling the truth or they're trying to steer you away from the bigger picture. So let's take him at face value. If this is its own world, if Venom is its own Venomverse, again, then maybe we don't need Spider-Man yet. Maybe we don't need to combine Venom against Spider-Man as of yet. Because... Andy Serkis did say that Venom has no idea about... They're not aware of the other Marvel characters. But yet, you got Morbius, which we've seen from the trailer. You have a Spider-Man picture on the wall. And not only that, you connected Michael Keaton's character, Vulture, at the ending of the trailer. So again, if you just connect the dots, I mean, maybe they're not part of the MCU, but they're definitely part of Spider-Man in general. I mean, come on. Venom and Spider-Man, they kind of go hand in hand. And maybe the first movie did not really portray that in some aspect, but you can understand that a lot of hardcore fans, they want to see Tom Holland and Tom Hardy together facing off against each other. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe this time we'll actually do get to see a scene, a quick shot, a deleted scene, or something. I believe there was a deleted scene in the first film that incorporated Spider-Man somehow in the Venom movie. I believe. I, I honestly don't know. But let's be honest here. You know, and again, let's take him at face value, whether he's telling the truth or not. Here's the thing that really, really puzzles me. 
this is its own movie, then awesome. I will appreciate it and I will watch it in it of its own right. But is it rated R or rated PG-13? I've been harping on this for like around six months, maybe eight months, probably more than I can remember. And I get it. You're tired of hearing me beating over a fucking dead horse. I get it. But is it rated R or PG-13? Will there actually be scenes where something so spectacular and so gruesome is going to happen and they just cut away from the blood and the violence because they have to make it kid-friendly or family-friendly? Come on, guys. Sony. Sony, listen to your boy, Mike Garcia over here. Sony, you got something spectacular. You cannot have a character like Carnage, like Cletus Cassidy, as a PG-13 movie. It just doesn't work. Why can't you understand that Deadpool has given you the blueprint? They've given you a market. There is a market out there for rated R superhero films. Hell, if you watched Invincible, that's a TVMA type of a show. Guys, Logan... I can go on and on. Logan. Rated R. And Hugh Jackman had to take a pay cut for that scene. For that movie. He had to take a fucking pay cut, Sony. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, man. I truly believe the ratings are going to decline like crazy if this is a PG-13 movie. I'll still watch it. I'll still enjoy it. But if only, if if just only, if only they just listen to the fans and not be so political or not be so corporate, just do it, man. Just do it. Overall, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it was a cool trailer. There were a couple of Easter eggs within it. You know, I saw a picture of Stan Lee. I saw a newspaper that in a way, ties into the Sam Raimi type of clips. You know, the actual newspaper from the Daily Bugle. And there was a little word within the newspapers. If you freeze frame it, and I'm sure if you're on Twitter and looking at this, if you freeze frame, there's a uh, there's a word that says, Vengers in it. I'm not saying Andy Serkis is lying. But I am saying, perception is reality. I'm just saying. Or maybe I'm just one of those diehard fans that can't help but connect everything. And I can just, maybe just let things go and just accept things how is the way they are right now. I don't know, man. I don't know. But in any case, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, September 24th. I am going to go with to the theater. I'm going to go to the theaters with my best friend to celebrate his birthday and we're going to have a good time. We are going to have a good time. I can't fucking wait. Something else that I wanted to bring upon, you know, just a topic. And at this point, there's really no point in talking about it, but I just wanted to bring this point up anyway. Gal Gadot versus Josh Sweden. Oh yeah, Sweden is done. Sweden is done. You want to know why? Because she comes out and confirms and says, Oh yeah, he threatened my career. He threatened that 
I would no longer have a career if I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he threatened to have me shut down and leave and get fired if I, if I did not do what exactly he wanted. So there you go. That confirms it. And it makes me wonder why, again, why now, why not have Ray Fisher's back or why not confirm exactly with what they're doing? I mean, who knows? Maybe they're not even close friends or maybe they don't even live in the same state or who the hell knows? I mean, there could be a bunch of reasons in terms of why she's speaking now instead of before when this whole Ray Fisher thing was even going on. But regardless in terms of the how, I think what really is important in terms of what's going on right now, Joss Whedon is done. Because if you have someone like Gal Gadot with a lot more credibility and a lot more of a not only fan following but a clout in terms of the roles of Hollywood in general, oh, Joss Whedon, you fucked up. You fucked up, man. You fucked up. And like I said, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt here. I'm trying to, you know, maybe it was peer pressure or maybe it was, you know, how he was controlled by, I wouldn't say controlled because no one can control anybody, but from all the corporate America and Hollywood and how LA, I wouldn't say LA, but the directors, the producers or whoever, like whoever was in charge of him, the higher ups, the studios basically. But at the same time, maybe that's just me giving it too much of a benefit of the doubt. And maybe overall, he really is a piece of shit. Maybe in general, he just is a piece of shit. And at this point, there's really no point to, you know, continue vouching for him. It's amazing on how I believe Gal Gadot more a little bit than Ray Fisher. But at the same time, Gal Gadot has not send these cryptic tweets for months and months out and she even confirmed that when the issues brought up she took care of it right away and I'm pretty sure they had her sign a non-disclosure agreement which is why it's weird that she would be talking about this now if she did sign something along those lines but what they're gonna do they're they're not gonna touch her and as far as we know the Snyderverse is pretty much ended Zack Snyder came out and said that Warner Brothers is kind of anti-Snyderverse. And to me, when I hear that, I'm like, all right, this is pretty much politics. Because they don't hate money. They love money. But it must be a political thing. It has to be. Who the fuck knows at this point? Anyway, that's what we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up, Voice of Garcia, at Twitter or Instagram. And you can check out my website, voiceofgarcia.com, where I will offer my services to you in the world of voiceover. And remember, remember this. If there's anything that you remember from anything that I've done before, whether it's commercials, e-learning, corporate narration, whatever the case may be, I am here for you. I'm always ready, and I'm always there. Now, let's go into our supervillain quote of the day, and this one is from Carnage himself. And I really hope he says this in the movies. My blood wants to kill you. And my reaction to that is, don't fuck with Carnage.
Guys, have a great day today. Tune in next time, whether it will be Thursday or Monday, where we will talk more on all the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, shows, games, movies, or whatever the case may be. But always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.